And Soto, another high drive to deep left center. See you later. He is wearing out that part of Truist Park. What's up, my guy? How are we doing? What's going on? Uh, doing good. Looks like you're back in New York. So. Dude, I'm back in the greatest state. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little tired, a little jet lag, but we're making it work. So it's good to be back yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Flight was good and everything. Yeah, yeah. Long cool. day. Um, yeah. Late over in Denver, but um, yeah. we're making it work, though. So we'll be right, well, Yeah, doing good, man. Just, um, you know, it's June baseball now. So uh, really getting some nicer weather in like yeah. a lot more places now. Um, Tough stretch for uh, yeah. for your guys. We'll get, yeah, just we'll get got, into uh, a little bit. Just got swept by the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium. So you know how that's going to go over with Yankee fans. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get into it a little bit later. There's some more important things that are going wrong that we really got to talk about. So, uh, Well, well, Brian, the mood, give me one thing you like this week. In oh, so this weekend, uh, the White Sox actually had those connects, the City Connect jerseys. Right, um, right. I don't know if you saw those or not. They're kind of nice. No, I mess with them. Those were cool. Um, it was like the old school. I feel like like in old video games or something like in the MLB the show games they have like the throwback jerseys yeah and I think the White Sox wore jerseys like similar to those way back in the day in like the 20s or something whenever they okay. were a team um so they were these were like similar but for anyone who like didn't see them they're like black and then they have white pinstripes even the pants um and the hats too have pinstripes on them so uh yeah. and I think they said south side on the front that's kind of cool I so like how they cool. embrace that yeah, yeah. Um, and, and again, we've talked about Tony Larusa a lot. Um, he kind of looked pretty funny wearing that uniform. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't his best yeah. luck. There was like one picture floating around where he had like uh, the hat like sideways, and he looked like that uh, like the meme with like Steve Buscemi when he's the, like, "How do you like, do, Hello, fellow kids?" Hello kid. Yeah, like it was so funny. I was like, man, that's like perfect, especially because of everything that just happened with him. So uh, oh, I thought that was, <laughs> that was pretty funny, man. Dude, like did, you, that, did you see um the Cubs just robbed one today, too? Oh, I didn't see it yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't like them as much, but the Caps no. are kind of nice. They say, like, Wrigleyville on them, but well. Okay. That's pretty cool. I'll have to I'll have to look at them. I haven't seen them yet, but. Yeah, for sure. I have a who's hot, who's not, who do you got for hot? Um, so it's actually a guy we were kind of talking about last week who wasn't hot, but Juan Soto has turned it around. Another um, high drive bit. to deep left He's center. He's batting 333 last seven games, seven for 21. Uh, three homers, he nine RBIs, and a 1.3 OPS. So uh, Two of his last as we all expected, Juan Soto is doing better. So yeah, I think like that was a matter of time. It really was. was. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's good, big for the Nats too, because again, like we said, they need to really pick it up. So they're uh, still in last place, right? No, not now. The Marlins. Oh, Miami, right Miami, Miami's yeah. been sucking. Yeah, true, but true. they're they're close, man. Like I think Miami's seven and a half games out, and Washington's only seven. So like it's close. To know, but, got you, yeah. got you. What about you, bro? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a repeat. I've already done this guy, but he's hot again. So Jesse oh, Winker, now. <laughs> His last 15 games, nine homers, 14 RBIs, 1258 OPS, and he had, I believe it was two days ago, another three-homer game, his second this season. Yeah, I saw that. Was that, I think, was he in San Francisco or I think so? where, wherever yeah. they were? I don't know. No, St. Louis. It was St. I think the first one might have been there. I think this one was St. Louis. But um, Okay. Yeah, dude. I mean, like MVP candidate. 
I legit, I, him and He's Castellanos have been unreal for them. I mean, I think like there's no shot that Jesse Winker doesn't start in the All Star game too. He has to. I mean, yeah. I mean, at this unless point. he drops off a cliff the next month, like I I don't see how he couldn't. <laughs> um, right. I mean, yeah. you just gotta hope like everyone else in Cincinnati picks it up because those two have been unbelievable for them. Man, but they're I know. still I, just right in the middle of that division. I feel like every week I bring it up. I'm like, man, I'm still going for the Reds. And, like, they're still in the same spot they were last week. Like, I don't know how that happens. I don't know, man. Like, Eugenio Suarez, I feel like, is the key there. Mm-hmm. Like, he has to pick it up a lot. Um, yeah, you look at but, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray. Right. I think Votto comes back soon, though. So, that would be okay. uh, pretty big for them, too. Um, right. Yeah. Who you got for slumping? So, slumping, I actually got a uh, former Reds outfielder. Uh, Adam Duvall, who is on the Marlins right now. Um, so in the last seven games, we know the Marlins have been struggling. This could be a pretty big reason why. Um, Duvall is hitting 100. He's two for 20. Um, no homers, no RBIs, just a .332 OPS. So, uh, yikes! you know, we all know that Duvall is a very streaky hitter, as we saw with the Braves last year. He had like two, three homer games, I think, or something. He'll probably heat up again at some point, and then he'll get – cold again back and forth but like it's really pronounced now that the whole team has been struggling and like miguel rojas has been out now so uh hopefully he can pick it up uh, not for your sake but uh <laughs> no you know yeah i mean i feel like this is just kind of who he is he can hit yeah. five homers in his next 10 yeah, games exactly. after this so like yeah he could literally have a three homer game today and i wouldn't be surprised so but no that makes sense they've they've miami's really been slumping so yeah i'm gonna go with uh your men Mercedes now. So obviously go off to that great start in April yeah. and some of May, but now his last 15, he's five for 48 with one Homer and a 367 OPS. Wow. I didn't know that. Honestly, I, I guess being the white Sox are so good. It's kind of like masked that he's been bad. True. I mean, yeah, um, we were just talking about Duval and how he's hurt yeah. them, but I feel like they're staying afloat yeah. with Mercedes at least. That's kind of crazy, especially after how hot he got. You know, you hope that, like, the La Russa situation didn't really fuck with his head because that would suck. I'd be curious like, to look up the numbers yeah. since then. Not that, like, one incident yeah. can really yeah, like, but, kill him, but still, but still, like, I mean, you never know. Yeah. Baseball's like a really mental game, so. Manager-player relationship is, like, big, and, like, if there's, like, a disconnect, like, we think there is, that could really affect someone. So, hopefully, yeah. uh, that's, that's not the case there for him. No, definitely. All right, so we've been talking trade deadline recently. Teams starting yeah. to separate from the pack a little bit. If you're looking at the American League, what's one team you think wants to make a move to make a push? I just I'm, – I'm thinking the the A's got to do something, man. I really am. Um, okay. Just just because they've, they've had a tough time against Houston recently, and Houston is only one game behind them right now. So the A's are currently in first. I think they got to go out there and they got to make the big splash and get Trevor story. Oh, uh, hmm. you know, I, I think it makes too much sense. Honestly, like, I don't know. Elvis Andrews was part of the Chris Davis trade and he has not been good this year. He's their starting shortstop. He's, he's hitting 217, no homers so far, seven RBIs, uh, 0.53 OPS. Um, and he's posted uh He's posted a negative war. So, you know, I don't know, man. It's negative 0.6 war. Um, and story has been the opposite. I know he's on the injured list right now, but at the time we're recording, 
he's supposed to uh, come back today, actually, from injury. Gotcha. So, uh, I mean, Story's actually not even having his best year, but, like, the injury probably derailed him a little. He was hitting 255 with five homers, 23 RBIs, and a 7.46 OPS. I wonder if the team um, he's on, too, is affecting it. Yeah. I feel like probably because he's played 50 games. Um, yeah. With the with the Rockies, they're just not very good. So, um, you know, that's the case there. Um, and listen, we saw how good he was from 16 through last year. Um, over 162, he averaged a 277 batting average, 27 homers, 75 RBIs. You know, for a shortstop, that's some big-time numbers right there. And yeah. listen, we've seen Oakland make big trades. Some of them worked out. Some of them don't. Like, the Lester trade ended up hurting them because they got Cespedes out of there, and that was really stupid. But That was a weird one. You know, they also made a one. trade that year, though, for Jeff Samarja, and he helped out a lot. Um, so... I don't think Billy Bean is afraid. That's all. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, no, he he makes some wacky moves. I remember that season. They just went like all in. Yeah, they yeah. give up Cespedes for Lester. They get Samarja, and then I think yeah. they choked in the wild card game. They, that was that. Uh, yeah, that was that extra inning game against KC. Remember that was like a crazy fucking game. Yeah. Um, the other thing about Oakland, I feel like this season is if you look at run differential, they're pretty bad, and Houston's really good. So like basically, what it's saying is like. Houston's behind them, but they're probably a lot more legit than Oakland is. Yeah, and, like, I think, you know, the base of a lot of teams is your shortstop. And, like, if you don't have a shortstop that's doing good, like, I think Loriano might be hurt, too. Like, usually you yeah. want up the middle to be, like, good. So, like, second base, shortstop, catcher, mm -hmm. center field. You want them to be consistent. And I think Loriano's hurt. I think they have Tony Kemp playing second or whoever, and, like, they're not doing great. Obviously, the I think Murphy is their catcher. He's been good, but yeah, you know I think they need like more offense. It's pretty obvious with the run differential that you just said. So yeah, you know obviously like last year we saw the A's lose to the Astros in the playoffs, and then obviously the Astros beat up on them years before that. Every year Houston would win, regardless of the cheating, they still would beat the A's. So I think Billy Bean obviously has to see that and realize that like. If shortstop is your need and there's a guy like Trevor Story out there, I don't see why you don't make the move. I don't know. I agree. I think if they don't make a big offensive move, Houston's going to pass them. I think it's just a matter yeah. of time. And, like, obviously we're not big Astros guys here, so we, no. we hope that Oakland does whatever they got to do. No, Billy, <laughs> please make a move. Yeah. Well, you got uh, – what do you think of National League as far as potential deal? Yeah, so um, National League, I kind of got one that's probably not – at like the top of people's minds right now, but I think it would low key work out pretty well. So obviously Baltimore struggling. They're yeah. I think seven, 17 games back right now or something. So they really fell off, you know, they're done. Um, and they have one guy who was leading the league in RBIs about a week ago, and he's still very close. Um, Trey Mancini. I'm saying Trey Mancini gets traded to Atlanta. Hmm. Um, so for, okay. a few for a few different reasons here. I wouldn't have said this like two weeks ago, but because of the whole Marcelo Zuna situation, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen with that. So like he might not be around. Like that just may be like not there. No Zuna in the lineup. Mm -hmm. So that also takes him out of outfield. Now you've seen the Braves a lot this year because they played the Mets a lot. 
you've seen the outfield that they have besides Acuna. Um, it's Almonte, Heredia, Inciarte, and Pache, but Pache is actually in the minors right now because he was doing so bad. Mm. Um, and, you know, those other three guys have a 264 batting average, which isn't horrible, but only three homers and 18 RBIs. Um, Mancini, on the other hand, sitting 273 with 11 homers and 44 RBIs so far this season. Um, obviously, Mancini has played only really first in DH this year but he's played most of his big league time in the outfield. So mm. corner outfield, not center field. So, but I just think the team would look a lot better with Mancini in left, Acuna in right, and like Inciarte in center or something for now, or Pache if he comes back up. Um, that, that makes sense. I feel like Atlanta's in a weird position because, right, they've lost Soroka for a yeah. season. I mean – I'm going on the assumption Ozuna's not coming back. I, I guess that's he what could. I was. I'm assuming the same thing. I'm assuming he's at least going to be suspended. So right. So um, I, I feel like you have to give Acuna and Freeman some help, and Austin Riley as well. He's been great. Yeah. But um, yeah, right now I, I think you know I want to I want to say anything, but I feel like the Mets have a hole <laughs> in that division right now. So I think so too. Um, and again, like if if Atlanta really wants to fucking do something. They get Mancini, I think the race gets a lot closer. Um, so, plus, something like that you're looking forward to, like next year, like looking into the future here. Mancini is yeah. a free agent after 22. Okay. So, they would also have him for next year, which would probably mean they would have to give up like a lot. But um, also, just remember this Freddie Freeman is a free agent. Obviously, we don't think he's going to be anywhere else but Atlanta. But Let's say he leaves for some reason, whatever happens, you can slide Mancini over to first next year and get True. a different outfielder. So, you know, that's almost like a scenario that I don't think anyone could see happening. But, um, you know, Freddie goes somewhere else. I mean, that wouldn't be a good security blanket there. Yeah. I mean, you never know if they're going to continue yeah. playing the way they're playing for us this season. So, yeah. Um, a, little, a little outside the box there, I think. But, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like that one. I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think men's needs to be out of there, out of Baltimore yeah. at some point. So just a matter yeah. of food. But I think Atlanta does make sense. All right, so getting into what it seems or not what it seems. So first we got Craig Kimbrell. So last two years, average of 5.91 ERA, only 15 total saves, you know, coming off of like a, a dominant stretch of being probably the best closer in the league for a, a yeah, while. For like a decade, I would say. Yeah, no, he was just the guy. So, sucks. But now, this season, 0.75 ERA, 14 saves, a 15.4 Ks per nine in 24 games now. So, what do you think? Is this is this who Kimbrell is right now? Is he legit? I'm, I'm going to say yes, because I think, like, for, for him especially, you got to throw the last two years out the window, in my opinion. Because I think in 2019, he didn't sign for a while, right? Because of the right. like yeah. draft pick thing. So, like, he didn't sign until June. Then, like, that's just a wash, dude. Like, you're not getting the same reps in. You weren't at spring training. Mm -hmm. Then last year was obviously a shortened season. So, I mean, you mentioned how dominant he was, bro. From 2011 through 2018, he had a 2.01 ERA, 14.5 Ks per nine, and 42 saves per season on average. I mean, that kind of just like speaks for itself. 
And the fact that he already has 14 saves this year and it's only been like two months, I think, uh, I think that's, that's who he is. It was, those years were just like two blips in my opinion. But Mm. what do you think? It was funny. I was originally going to say it's not, and he's kind of fluky, but I'm looking at those strikeout numbers again. And I feel like that's usually a good indicator of if someone just kind of pulling a fluke or not, but his case per nine is ahead of what it was through that, like ahead of that 2011, 2018 stretch. So he's at 15.4. Now he was 14.5 then. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, I I feel like he's, he's bounced back. Like this is legit because if he's, he's not pulling some weird, like (laughs) Juris Familia, like (laughs) gets 50 saves, but isn't actually good type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Plus I think like being over there in Chicago, like it's it was just a different vibe than like Boston, I feel like, or Atlanta, like because they they were kind of just like they signed him to just like be the guy like in June, and then like he wasn't right away. Yeah, and I think that just fucked with his head the whole year. And then like I, again last year, I don't even look at for him at all. So no. it's just crazy though. I think what, like a stat that just pops out is like the amount of saves he has this year so far too, fourteen. Like he only had a total of fifteen the past right, two years. Right. It's like he's already there and it's only been two months. Like that's that's pretty like because that means he hasn't blown any. I don't think I don't think he's blown any this year. Maybe one, but like I don't know. To have that I mean, many saves this soon is like a lot. So yeah, and you look at Chicago now, top of the central. I right. mean important part of it. Yeah, so that's for sure. Let's say we close this for a second now. So going to my uh my guys, Edwin Diaz. So right. 2019, trash. <laughs> 559 ERA, blows seven saves, basically cost us a playoff spot. I think we won like 87 games. So if you give us <laughs> yeah. like four more wins, I think we we were in. So absolutely, absolutely sucks coming over in the in the Kalenic trade, Kalenic trade. So, but since start of 2020 now, 2.42 ERA, 16 saves, 14.8 Ks per nine, over 49 games. He only has one blown save this season. All the other runs he's given up were in non-save situations. He had his first blown save, I believe it was last week. But so he's 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 looking pretty good. What do you think? He's obviously looking better than 2019. That was just like I don't know. That was almost like undescribable, especially coming off the season he had before in Seattle. Yeah. Him now is what it seems for sure. I do. Like like you said, close it like he the runs he gave up we're not in safe situations. Closers are so different when they're not in safe situations. And like, yeah. that's just a fact it's proven for whatever reason, the adrenaline's not as high. You can look at it so many different ways, but that's just the case. Um, and listen, you know, his numbers in Seattle, 2.67 ERA, he averaged 36 saves a year for those three years. I mean, that's what you need for a closer 14.2 K per nine. So I think, uh, He's got higher strikeout rate right now too, like Kimbrel. So I think yeah, like Kimbrel uh, exactly. That's helpful. I think, yeah, I, I think he's legit. He's legit too. I'm I'm glad. Really, it just in the situations that matter, he's getting it done. Yeah. Except for that one in Arizona. That was in Arizona, than, right? Yeah, yeah. But other than that, has looked really good. It's, I, I guess they just gotta stop using him if it's not a safe situation. <laughs> right. I, I'd like. I, it's like frustrating to say, because yeah. like. It, shouldn't really be that way if like you're that good a pitcher but i mean i guess in his case i don't know so yeah what i think is interesting too is um the fact that 
your manager, what's his name? I forget his name. Rojas. Rojas. Yeah. That he's, uh, that he's stayed with him through all this time as the mm-hmm. closer, because like, obviously this year he's been like better, but like you guys have Trevor May this year, or you've had like Familia the past couple of seasons, I think too. Right. Or just, you've had guys in the bullpen that like could have replaced him as a closer. And like, I don't, maybe he was replaced at some point, but then he got it back. Um, He's just too electric, though, for me to, like, not be the closer. Like, I'm just sorry. Like His stuff is it, too good. Yeah. It's it's filthy, man. Like, that slider he has moves, like, two feet. And yeah. his two-seam fastball moves the same amount. So, it's crazy. I feel pretty good with him, hit him going yeah. in the ninth. Um, and, I mean, yeah, that Mets bullpen has been fantastic. Yeah. Even with, like, Lugo has basically missed the whole season. He just came yeah. back. But even without him, it's, like, really yeah. good. So, yeah. Moving uh moving to San Diego for for a second. Yeah. So let's talk Chris Paddock. So since in 2019, he comes up, I believe it was his rookie year. Yeah. 3.33 ERA, almost 10 Ks per nine. His FIP was just under four. So was a rookie of the year contender. Yeah. Um then since the start of 2020, though, 4.5 ERA, his Ks per nine is dipped to about 8.5. And a 4.5 FIP. And his ERA this season is about 4.3-ish. So, curious what you think of him. Man, it's it's just like, it's it's interesting because, like, he he was so dominant that first season. Um, But his, like, his fielding independent pitching that year was way higher than his actual ERA was. So, yeah. I mean, that's something you look at. And then, like, the past two years, his fielding independent pitching is, like, exactly, almost exactly the same as what his ERA is averaged. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I, honestly, like, not that he can't change it in the future, but, like, I think right now this is who he is. But I, I think he's still learning how to pitch because, like, he hasn't – it's only been three seasons. Like, sometimes starters really don't come into their own until, like, a little bit later on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't think this is going to be the guy he is his whole career, but, like, let's say in, in terms of, like, this season, let's say, like, I kind of do think that it's what it seems. I don't know. Mm. I don't, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is probably a little closer to who he is. But with, with that said, I think the fact – I would say he's probably the worst pitcher in that rotation right now, right. unless I'm missing someone. But even then, his year is 4.2. So right. I, I I think San Diego can afford for him to be this way, you know. I, yeah, I do. He's a pretty good fourth or fifth guy. So yeah, like we were talking about, I think it was maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago. We were kind of talking about the eggs and like Jameson Tyone, and like right. how if his ERA is in the fours and he's like our five starter, like mm-hmm. that's okay, you know. Like obviously you want them to be better, but like it's not like a it's not like a necessity right now. Like I think even last year, like. Obviously, San Diego's pitching staff looks totally different than it did last year with, yeah. uh, like, Snell and Darvish and them, Musgrove, too. Um, but they were kind of – Paddock was, like, expected to be the ace, like, mm-hmm. last year, kind of. Uh, I guess Lamette too. But um, this year it's different, man. Like, he's kind of being able to settle into his own. And, like, maybe that'll help him, like, later this year or even next year change, like, and, and kind of relax a little bit. I don't know. It could. I mean, and you, you were saying too, like how he's young, he's figuring out he's 25. I mean, he's right. freaking young. So, and that means like that, that rookie season when he was so good, he was 22, which is like nuts because like that's crazy. Yeah. But 
Um, I remember him calling out P. Alonso. I think P. won like rookie of the oh, yeah. month, and Chris was like, "Yeah, well, I'd rather have rookie of the year." Like, yeah, oops. That was that was cool though, man. I, I thought it was kind of funny. So yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. I, yeah. I just think it's, how it's turned out is really fun. Yeah. But oh yeah, definitely. No, I respect it. All right, so let's do let's do a little deeper dive this week. Let's talk Yanks because <sighs> the sky is falling in the Bronx. <laughs> People are worried. So. Tell me what's going on there. Man, I just it's it's almost like you you don't understand like how it's happening, but like it is. When you mm-hmm. dive deeper into some of the numbers, it's just like how like are these players playing this way? Um so just as a team overall, we've averaged 3.72 runs per game this season, and that's our lowest mark, like the Yankees lowest mark since 1972. Really? I would not have guessed that. Plus, think about, like, all the guys we have on our team right now. Like, we're supposed to be awesome offensively, okay? So that itself is just, like, mind-blowing to me. But that's the case. We haven't been good with, like, the little things. Like, we have the most runners getting thrown out on the bases, either stolen bases or trying to stretch a single into a double, something like that, Okay. which is 28. 28 times. That's a lot. And we have the lowest rate of extra taking extra bases, like at, it's thirty percent. So like that's not good. Um, there are just certain players that aren't having their best seasons, and like that's okay because like not everybody's gonna be great. But like when like four or five guys are doing it at the same time, that's a problem. Yeah. So you know we just signed DJ to the big contract. It's not about himself, man. His battle rate is down four and a half percent since last season, which is a lot compared to like how much guys fluctuate. So that's Mm. just not good. And his strikeout rate has doubled since last year. So, you know, Mm. DJ is a guy that makes contact, you know, that like, that's kind of, that's weird. Um, You know, I think with him, you got to give him kind of the benefit of the doubt though, because he did just sign the contract. Maybe that's weighing on him a little bit. I don't know, though, just because of how good he's been the past two years, like Yankee fans are not going to want to hear excuses like that. So, yeah, I and understandable because like just signed you a six year deal. Yankee fans want you to fucking perform right away. Mets fans are the same way. So, oh, yeah. No, New York is tough. Yeah. Um, and, you know, another guy, Glaber Torres, hasn't man. I don't I don't know if you know how to d- explain him. Um, he's only hit six total regular season homers. The, past two seasons combined now six Wait, with last season yes so he had three last year and three this year so far um wow i think he had a couple maybe in the postseason last year but still um and then you remember in like 2019 he had 38 homers yeah i was gonna say i, I feel like he had a monster 20 yeah. 2019 and i and in in 2018 he had 24 homers so like that was still like a solid amount um mm-hmm. And listen, like, we all know that we didn't re-sign DD because Glaber was going to become the full-time shortstop. And mm-hmm. for anyone who didn't know, Glaber played shortstop in the minors. Like, he was a shortstop prospect. But then when he came up with us, he played second base for two those two seasons, and then he moved over to short. Um, so that's probably the biggest reason why DD wasn't back and, like, our team could look a lot different if DD was there, but then yeah. the infield would have to get shaken up, whatever. Glaber is just, I don't know, man. I've, I've seen some stats on him. Like he's not hitting balls hard at all. 
like he's getting hits now he's kind of heating up but like his hits are like looping in or I don't know man he's just like he's not driving the ball it doesn't look like I don't know mm. if it's like he's got to use his legs more or something but um it could also be the fact that he's playing shortstop like fact moving that, over yeah. you got to think more you're the captain of the infield now like maybe he's just not cut out for it and like but but then our team is just like we're built for him to be the shortstop yeah no it's gonna be hard to like dj plays second void plays first void's out right now but like mm-hmm. i don't know man it's it's tough to see with flavor because like he he lit the world on fire man those first two years yeah um and i'm seeing him get angry in the dugout and like slam shit i'm like i like that honestly get mad because like you should be better than this you know that and like you'll I really hope he turns it around, man, because. Well, that brings me to a point. Let's talk about him getting angry. So one thing yeah. I've heard from a lot of Yankee fans during the stretch is like, they're like, when Boone goes to press conferences, he's like, yeah, we just got to be patient. You know, it's just like the, these things happen. He's been yeah. really calm. And I've heard a lot of Yankee fans be like, what the hell? Like, where's the yeah. urgency? So I'm curious, like, are you like, where are you feeling that based on the difference between how uh, Glaber's acting? And the way that Boone kind of talks to the media, like where, yeah. like, do you have a problem with the way Boone is describing it? So it's like, I, I do, I don't know. It's like, I, yeah, I do. Because like, he should be more urgent about it. And like, I honestly think that like Cashman and Boone think like it's going to turn around and they're not going to have to make many moves. Like I, I literally think that that's like what they think in their head which mm-hmm. like, again, it's possible, but we're dipping and dipping in the standings. Boston just swept us. So they're looking like they're legit. The Rays are the Rays and Toronto's offense is the best in the league. Right. I don't know how you, like right now, like Voigt's hurt, okay? So make a trade for a shortstop. Move Glaber to second, put DJ at first for now. Worry about it later when you have to figure it out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, like, I would think that that could be part of the issue. And Glaber hasn't even been, like, horrible defensively. That's not why I'm saying this. Yeah. I'm saying this because I think he would be better fit at second. Um, I don't know. I, I just think there's not urgency with a lot of our guys right now. Clint Frazier has been horrible after having a mm-hmm. great year last year. He has the highest ground ball rate in the league, around the highest at 45%. 45% of the balls he hits are grounders. Damn. That's like, he's a home run hitter. Like, and he's not good defensively at all. And we're still running him out there every day. I guess, yeah, I guess it's a tough call. Cause like, you could be like, oh, well, maybe they should stay chill, right? Cause it's so it doesn't mess with their head. And like, right. just to stay positive might actually fuel them to do better. But again, too, like, it's New York. And now, like, like Boone's been like this for a month. Like, yeah, like it's June 8th. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, be, be all nice and positive after a month, not after two months, dude. Like, now it's time get going. Like, it's, it is New York. Like you said, it's just like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't think we need a new manager because I think. Cashman is in Boone's ear, like telling him kind of what to say sometimes. Hmm. I also don't know. Like, 
is it time to just make a fucking big change like that and hope for the best? Like, I'm always on the fence about that because I feel like managers are yeah. such an easy scapegoat. Like, like you're saying, yeah. like DJ sucked and Glaber yeah. sucked, and like, um, just players underperforming. So, like, why is that on Boone? But yeah, again, on the flip side, like, just sometimes like a shakeup is what you need. So, and like, I'm a, about, I'm a fan of Boone. I, I do like him. Yeah. As a manager, I have the past few seasons. I just think like there's just more issues with like the actual players performing. Like they're mm-hmm. they're just underperforming. Like I don't know. Gary's another one. Like his his OPS plus is about average league average, but he has a 29% strikeout rate. 29. We strike out a lot. 29. That's like a lot. So I mean, the other thing too is I, I saw a stat before we hopped on this that. Yankees are leading league and ground into double plays about 58, which is, I don't know how many games we've played. That's probably at least one per game, maybe a little under about. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, I feel like every time I watch a game, I see him do it at least once. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's a killer. There's no, obviously, because we also like don't have a ton of like super fast guys either. Like Gary slow. Clint is actually way slower than he has been for some reason. I don't know why Mm -hmm. that's kind of a weird stat. DJ's obviously not that fast. Like, Void's not fast. You know, <laughs> and, like, we talked about, a, like, a trade for a center fielder last week. Like, Cattell Marte, hopefully yeah. that happens. That would be a big move. But, like, Brett Gardner is being run out there a lot. And uh, mm. he's 37 years old, man. And, you know, it's the wear and tear is showing with him, honestly. Like, he's striking out 26% of the time, which is the highest of his career. His hard hit rate is close to the lowest in baseball right now. So, you know, obviously, like, I thought it was very important for us to resign him, but more so for the fact that, like, he'll play every once in a while and he'll be a great clubhouse guy. Right. Not so he's the everyday center fielder. So, no, it was not the ideal. Because you, you can't put that on him. Like, it's not his fault. He was not supposed to play every day. So, not like he's some 30-year-old in his prime. He's getting up there. So, um, I, the Cattell Marte trade to me has to happen very soon, like, within the next couple of weeks because – yeah. They can't wait until July 31st or else we're going to be too far gone. So I think it's got to happen soon. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You guys have the lowest run scored in the entire division, but behind Baltimore. Behind Baltimore, exactly. So. I mean, I think we're we're close to, like, below average in every category offensively. Like, we're hovering around Seattle, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Detroit in, like, a lot of categories. <laughs> They're all not trying to win right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're trying to win a World Series right now. Cashman, do you not see this? Like, I mean, come on. you got to make some trades or something. Like, I don't know. It's not April anymore, man. It's just tough to watch. <laughs> and, like, there are – I guess there are some positives, though, to, like, not make every Yankee fan hate themselves right now because, you know, Judge has been great. Yeah. He's an MVP candidate right now. He'll probably start in right field in the All-Star game. Um, Stanton. When he's on the field, he did – so I saw a stat. He's played in 65% of our games this year. I think he was out for, like, a couple weeks. Which Right. That's not that bad compared to, like, how hurt he's been. So, it's better. Like, yeah, it's better, definitely. And when when he's on the field, he's he's been great this year, too. Um, mm-hmm. Another one, man, Gio has been great. Gio Rochella has been great. Um, he's been yeah. our four-hitter pretty much the whole season now. You know, our, our two, three, and four-hitters have been consistently good this year. Otherwise – Nothing's been great, but listen, Voight is going to come back from the injury and, um, you know, 
he was just kind of getting into his groove when he was back and then he got hurt again. So I'm, I wasn't worried about that. I think he'll be himself when he gets back. Cause remember like he led the league in homers last year. Right. So missing him is a, it's not good. Um, and like I was talking about LeMahieu, his track record speaks for itself. I think there's, he's going to snap out of this because he has to for, I, like I'm saying, Cashman has to make this trade. Like Yankees fans should be looking forward to Cashman making a trade for a center fielder. Because I just don't think that there's a way he doesn't. Like, if, like if he doesn't, he's going to lose faith in the whole fan base. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that, I mean, the whole fan base is going to lose faith in him. Like, because he has to, and he may even have to make a trade for a shortstop and move Torres some like second, or Torres may even be involved in a trade. Which I don't know if I would like that because I think he's more so the 38 homer guy than who he's been. Yeah, but I don't know. <clears throat> it's just. Well. It's almost like there's too many problems to f- fix, though. Like, because they're not just all going to fix themselves. But I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough stitch in the Bronx right now. All right. So, best pitching performances of the last week. I think the one that stands out the most is Shamanaya at Seattle, going going the distance, four hits, two walks, eight Ks. I mean, dude, his FIP right now is three point one seven. He's just looking, yeah. he's looking pretty legit. And I think like he's always been good, but he kind of got banged around in like the wild card game a couple years ago, whenever that was. Um, and I think like remember he threw a no hitter against Boston, like yeah, maybe yeah. in 2017 or 18. And everyone was like, all right, man, like Oakland's got their ace now. Like they're legit. And then he's kind of been like hurt sometimes, or I don't know. He just hasn't been like great in playoffs either. And um, he's been great this year. I think like it's almost like they've kind of babied him out there. Like they'll take him out when he's had a low pitch count. I feel like, um, and like this was nice to see because like his pitch count was at like one oh, one eleven or something when he finished the game. So it was like really high. Um, I think he's got to be their horse, man. He really does because like Chris Bassett is good, but <clears throat> like he doesn't throw hard really or anything. Like Manaya is a big lefty man. Like he should be the ace of that rotation in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, Taking care of a team like Seattle like this is a good sign, in my opinion. Yeah, no, he's looked good. So shifting to San Diego, Blake Snell shockingly went over six innings. (laughs) He pitched seven, and he was really, really good. One hit, one walk, 10 Ks against the Mets. Yeah, that was – I was watching most of that game. I was out somewhere, but I was on uh, TV – and he looked filthy, man. Like his curveball yeah. was working. And I believe he wanted yeah. to get the win in that one too. Yeah, I think yeah. they. I think they shut you guys out that night, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was I a rough day so. for us. Yeah. yeah. But then the next night, Jacob Degrom again, seven innings, hmm. three hits, one walk, eleven Ks, lowered his ERA to zero point six two. He, I will say, he didn't get a hit though. What the fuck? Oh no, I know, I, man. I, who does he think he is? Uh, he's dude. The hit streak. The hit streak is gone now. Like I he's don't our know best what batter. he's doing. And you, you got to step up like that. Got him. And I don't know. Um, was it who was pitching for San Diego? Was it a lefty? Maybe that's why. I want to say it was Musgrove. It was Musgrove. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all all seriousness, he's been yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I, I I don't understand how he keeps on getting better. Like. That ERA is almost better than a video game ERA. Like, 
Like if you're in MLB the show and you create a player to be like amazing and like they still wouldn't have that ERA. Like that's just nuts. <laughs> like I don't even know how to he's just insane to watch, man. And against a team like San Diego, no less. Like they're legit. I mean, I don't know if he I don't think he keeps it under one. That seems unsustainable, but I'm looking at like what was Bob Gibson's ERA like? I, didn't he put up like a stupid like a 1.1 or something i think it might that, have been like, like a year of the pitcher yeah. yeah i don't know man it's, but it's possible i think if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be him so yeah uh, I, don't know. I guess the only thing i think about is the workload for him and if yeah. he's overexerting himself but i don't know man so same that same day, Kevin Gossman, who was who left his last start with an injury against yeah. so this time against the Cubs, he goes seven innings, two hits, ten Ks. If it wasn't for Jake, he'd probably be a like a big contender for the Cy Young. But I think regardless, he still is, but <laughs> I think like Jake's obviously the front runner right now, but Gossman is like insanely good this year so far. So yeah. um, I think his ERA is like in the ones for sure. Um, yeah. So you know, he's doing awesome. Great pickup from yeah. from Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. And then next day, Corbin Burns versus the Diamondbacks, seven innings, four hits, 13 Ks. Yeah, that was filthy, man. I was watching some of that game. I was like, dude, this guy is fucking dotting cutters at 98 miles an hour on the corner. <laughs> I feel like the more I think about it, the NL Scion race is ridiculous. It is. Yeah, like those three and maybe Woodruff are like, the top four i would assume and like they're all doing insanely good so yeah but even even the guys on the outside of that like a darvish yeah. or yeah. are just have been unbelievable so yeah it's pretty crazy uh, so as far as injuries go biggest update some bad news i mean really for just all fans joe man announced that mike trout will likely be out until the all-star break so man. the injuries are mounted for him man I feel like this is kind of an every season thing now. I know it kind of has been like, and he still puts up like crazy numbers too. Oh yeah. Like, Even in like you know. when he's playing 120, 130 games, it's been ridiculous. <laughs> I think but... a couple of years ago. Yeah. He like did that. And I think he still hit like 40 something homers or something crazy. I was like, yeah, wow. I guess yeah, that sucks. I guess the one thing I think about now though, is as far as record books go, when he retires, how many missed home yeah. runs he's going to be off the record or stuff like that. Yeah, so, it's frustrating. I don't know. It's just um, freaking annoying when it comes to the it's tough. game. Yeah. So that's that's in Los Angeles. In Baltimore, John Means placed on a 10 day IL with a left shoulder sprain, having a great season, obviously. Yeah. To that no hitter earlier, too, against Seattle. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, he can come back pretty soon. And then in Minnesota, Byron Buxton and Kenta Maeda are beginning rehab assignments this week, so they should be back soon. And yeah. then in San Francisco, Evan Longoria will miss four to six weeks after colliding with Brandon Crawford. Rip. That sucks, man. We, we, were, we were just talking about Longo last week, man, how, how hot he's been. Um, yeah. That sucks for the Giants, too. I mean, could this be the, the thing that makes them start to drop, like, in the standings? I don't know. Mm. It's possible. I know everybody else has still been good, too, but, like, that's a big part not in that lineup anymore. Yeah. Um, Talk oh, about a freaking fluky injury, too. I know. It sucks. Uh, did you see it? I, it, it was no. – No. Nah, it wasn't good to see, man. I, 
you could kind of tell he was hurt right away. I was surprised that Crawford was okay, honestly. Um, mm. um, but I think, like, we're with the Twins, Buxton, Maeda, that's obviously, like, big for them. Um, you know, I've, again, they're still in last place, by the way. And yeah. That's – I think we talked about them for the past three weeks that they're in last. Um, uh-huh. It's almost getting too late for them. But uh, if they come back, maybe that could kind of kickstart them a little bit. Yeah. No, if they want to go, it's, it's got to be now, especially with yeah. the way the White Sox are playing. Yeah. All right, and lastly, wrapping up with our stat of the week. So, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has been hot. He is on pace to hit 52 home runs this season. So, that would be the first – he would be the first MLB player with 50 home runs in an age 22 season or younger. So, I'll ask you this. What, if Who do you think has the most home runs in an age 22 season or younger? Just put you on the spot. In history? Yeah. A Rod, maybe Eddie Matthews. Hmm. So, Eddie Matthews, he's okay. number one with 47, then Joe DiMaggio at 46, and Johnny hmm. Bench at 45. But wow, dude, Vlad's, Vlad's been living up to the hype. Man, um, I'm saying it now. If the Blue Jays stay in the race, I'm thinking he wins the MVP. So, you gotta think so at this point, especially um, with Chelsea now. Dude, he hit a homer the other day, too. I think it was against Grinky. Um, I mean, that thing was launched. Like, at Salem Field, you can kind of see, like, the highway behind the field up there in Buffalo. Yeah. I literally thought it was going to land on the fucking highway. That's how far – like, I don't think it's possible. But, like, that, that's what it looked like, man. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, he's dude, just he's, insane. He's been great and a really fun team to watch. I mean, especially – even, like, Springer's, like, hasn't even played this season. Really. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, hasn't. between Vlad and Bo and you got Spring coming back. And, and like – Biggio is actually hurt too right now, so yeah. he's not even there either. Um, I think like Teoscar Hernandez has been very good there too. Mm. Um, you think Vlad's going to do it though? Like 50 plus? Mm. I'm going to say no. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to say he finishes with like a mid-40s number. Still like okay. unbelievable. Still like an MVP season, but that's my prediction. I think he, man, I just I think he could get there, man. I do. Um, cause he's playing at stadiums like Baltimore, New York, and Boston. Plus right. Salem Field is like a yeah. hitter's park. So um, and I think uh the AL East is playing the NL East this year, right? Like to uh, yeah. like interdivision wise. So I mean, like City Field is kind of big, I guess, but like Philly's small. Um, I don't think they've been there yet. So, you know, there are some small stadiums in the NL East too. Um it'll be interesting. Well, if I'm wrong, end of the season, give me some shit. We'll play this video back. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I deserve it. Well, that wraps <laughs> it up for us. Uh, we'll see yeah. you guys next week. All right, guys. Have a good week.